SLB Radio in Pittsburgh presents From There to Here Stories of men and women born in other countries who now live in Pittsburgh South Sudan I was born in Herat, Afghanistan I was born in Vienna, Austria in 1918 I was raised in the Carib Territory Dominica is an independent island We have a lot of castles in Poland and old buildings Here is a little bit more modern Um, The city Busan is about 5 million people A lot of people living in a very close, small space So there are lots of tall buildings, lots of apartments Very, very busy Over here in Pittsburgh, it's a little bit more laid back and I kind of like that different pace of life. On this episode, Gianni Bravhart. Gianni is from Curaçao. Growing up in the Dutch Caribbean islands, Gianni was expected to learn Dutch, English, and Spanish, in addition to her native language, Papiamentu. She moved to the U.S. to study journalism and mass communication. It was very different for Gianni to see homelessness and race so prevalent in the U.S., though her faith has helped her through the difficulties to establish a life here in Pittsburgh. Here's Gianni's story. My full name is Gianni Siurina Rechalda Brafart. My American name is Gianni Haley Brafart. And I am from the island of Curaçao, born and raised in the Dutch Caribbean islands. I came to the United States first to pursue education, In my island, we only have one university in the entire island. And so I left first to the country of Costa Rica, where I got a bachelor's degree in communication and publicity. And then I came to the United States to get a master's degree in journalism and mass communication. One thing you need to know about me is that my native language is called Papiamento. Papiamento is only spoken in three islands, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao, where I was born. In school, our education is in Dutch because the islands are a Dutch colony. Our education system, our government system is in Dutch. And then we're obligated to know English and Spanish. So by the time I finished sixth grade, I needed to know four languages. And then I came to the United States. You think the basics help you get around, but nothing can prepare you for the slangs and the things you need to know just for basic education. And so I finished my two years master's degree in one year, and I finished it magna cum laude. Coming here, I was very excited about going to tell Oprah how I can be better than her, okay? Coming from a different country, they always show us your red carpet, your famous people, and so on, and I'm like, I can talk a lot. All I'm going to go is asking her when she's going to retire so I can get her job. So (laughs) it didn't go like that. I started working first with someone that wanted to do production. This man would go to different states and find people 100 years and older to interview them, just like you guys are doing. And then we had to put together a documentary that would talk about all the people 100 years and older, learn to edit, learn to interview, learn to put everything together to tell people about the history of Talladega and other places. So that was my first exciting thing to do here. The first scary thing, oh, I'm gonna just mention two of them, okay? The first one was seeing a man on the streets laying on a cardboard. And I was like, what is he doing? And they said to me, he's homeless. And I said, why? Because in my country, if you do not have, if you're in poverty, the government has a mandate 
to make you middle class, to make sure you have everything you need to be middle class. Even if you choose to be on the streets, maybe because you're on drugs or anything like that, you still have a home. So it was not normal for me to see someone just homeless, especially considering that the United States is the most powerful country in the world. And I was like, oh my God, they don't take care of their own people. Next thing that was shocking to me, I didn't know I was black until I got here. In my country, we don't raise people. Hearing people for the first time saying that, I just look at them like, why do you think I'm black? You know? <laughs> yeah, because you are. What do you think you are? And I'm like, I'm golden honey brown. But that wasn't the bad part. I guess the scary part was finding out that every color had its own box. That there was expectations that came with it. And I didn't find a way to measure up to any of these expectations. So I was very, 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 very purposeful about kicking all those boxes and walking out of it. And I hope many others continue doing it regardless of their skin tone. I would say one thing, it probably will not sound common to you, but my main mentor is Jesus. I love God, and I had to learn that the way he does things is not the way man does, meaning people. Every time I could have gotten frustrated by choices or ways things are done, going back to God and learning from him how he would have done things. Checking back with him and his words, praying, talking to God has been my best mentor living in a, a country that was not the one of my birth. One thing that I found out coming here was, Suddenly, when people hear the word immigrant, they go like, oh, my God, you know. You know, because people are given the word immigrant such a negative meaning instead of the true meaning, which is simply someone, people, plant, or animal that leave their place of origin and get established in another country. If you weren't born in that country, you're automatically an immigrant. Me leaving my island to come and study here and eventually a citizen now and I am an, a Dutch American now and everything. Don't ever try to look down on someone when you hear the word immigrant. Try to know a little bit better because you never know if you might end up being one and being the best one that might end up changing the country that becomes your new home. This episode is based on an interview conducted by Anna, Ben, Lotus, and Trey from Winchester Thurston School. To learn more about SLB Radio, visit slbradio.org.